Welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill. I am your host. And today's quote is by Jim Rohn. Attitude drives actions, actions drive results, and results drive lifestyle. Today we have Daniel Francisco, and he is the creator of the Drive to Succeed podcast, which focuses on value-based stories that inspire business growth and human potential. Over the course of his career in B2B events and publishing, where he worked with corporate brands and top-tiered companies, and after being laid off twice over a promising career, he realized that success without significance is meaningless. And that's when he ventured into entrepreneurship and started his own marketing agency in 2015, Dan Media Group, that focuses on personal branding, digital PR, and podcasting. He believes that if you can transform at least one person during his lifetime, that he can be at peace and knowing that the world will be a better place for the next generation to come. He's an outdoor enthusiast who likes hiking and reaching new mountain heights and traveling the world with his wife. Let's welcome Daniel. How are you, Daniel? Thank you so much for having me, Heather. I'm excited to be here. Oh, it's great to have you. And I'm excited to hear more about your story. So let's actually go back a little bit. Can you share mm -hmm. how you how you got to where you are today? I know there's a lot that goes into that, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. Well, I don't know how much we have, um, but let, let's just uh, deep dive into it, right? So basically in uh, 2010, after I had uh, a surgery back in the Philippines, I had a time to reflect um, being a nursing graduate. So basically I, you know, I transitioned my career into business um, because back at, the, back at the time, there was no any job for nurses. It was oversaturated. And then I worked um, as, a, as a business process outsource um, agent uh, back in the Philippines. And then when I had the surgery, my, my dad called me and said, can you just come to Dubai, go for a short vacation, have time to reflect? Um, knowing me who has really curiosity to learn new things, I said yes. Um, and then I find myself working for an events uh, company in around, I think it was like three to six months. And then I've been laid off. Um, basically, that, that the idea, the reason why I, I do what I do right now is because I've been laid off twice. And it's, it's just that I find uh, I find it hard for for myself to see myself in the next 10 years, whether someone is breathing down my neck or someone is holding hmm. my destiny. Um, yeah. I and I, I think yeah. I always believe, you know, that, that, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. You always believe what <laughs> I want to hear. This is the good part. Like you got us <laughs> on the edge of our seats. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically what I always believe is that whenever you wanted to do something new, it's all about how you overcome that fear of either, you know, in, it's an imposter syndrome, you feel like a fraud, or you feel like you're not good enough to enter an industry where you don't have an experience in. And I think it's quite interesting because looking back over my career, I have transitioned quite a few times, reinvented myself. Like I mentioned, I was a nursing graduate. Um, and I actually had this joke, right? like when you're, when you're a nurse, you're called RN. 
But instead of registered nurse, I call myself RN because I'm a rejected nurse. <laughs> I <didn't... laughs> yeah, so I didn't pass the board exam. So, you know, I, I got to find new ways on how to, you know, make a living. And then when I arrived in Dubai, you know, fortunately, I've been into publishing business. Um, so basically, like creating content to, to magazines. Um, and then I find myself like, all right, so I think I got enough skills to really start my own venture. But I think it wasn't easy. So because I know uh, from my experience, every time I work for a company, I know how it's difficult to really, you know, turn that zero to 100 or 100 to 500, you know, K. Um, dollars, whatever the amount is. And, you know, if you're living in a country like Dubai, where it's one of the most expensive cities in the world, I think you really need to think about or even think twice whether you got to leave that corporate job, that safety net that you're getting every month. Um, so what I did is that I, I made a plan for the next 12 to 16 months that, all right, um, if I wanted to make this really happen, I need to act now. So what I did is that in the evenings I had this like habit, like I sent a lot of emails to, to a lot of prospects. And then during um, lunch time, I actually do cold calls a lot. Um, and then once I had built up that credibility in the market, I got enough clients to work with. That's about the time where, all right, I think it's about time to quit because otherwise I'll just be another, you know, maybe a senior VP or a president of company, but still, you know, someone is still, you know, holding my destiny. Although there is nothing wrong with working in a company, but, you know, if you're someone who's always have this creative side of you, who's always wanted to try new things and always get bored easily, like doing for three to five years um, easily and you get bored. And I think corporate nine, nine to five is quite difficult for you to handle unless you have like a side hustle or side project you're working with. So I think that's like a summary of, how I got started and my, my background. I love that. I, I, it definitely resonates with me when you're talking about not wanting someone else to hold your destiny. I, I think that's a, a great phrase that you use there. Now, I know you're currently doing quite a bit with personal branding. Mm -hmm. uh, for our entrepreneurs out there, how can they leverage personal branding in their businesses? Do you have any suggestions for them? Yeah, absolutely. So basically, the reason why actually personal branding has been going on for so many years, the only reason why it is like a buzzword today, because of the pandemic, when the pandemic started, people are thinking about, all right, so how can I get in front of my customers? Or how can I get in front of my, you know, um, audience or relationships that I wanted to build with, because there's no face to face meeting, it's only via zoom. And those business owners or entrepreneurs who are like a traditional, like myself in the back in the day, like, you know, you need to meet face to face, hand holding, uh, handshaking and all that. Um, there's no way for you to build a relationship. So that's why it's important to build a personal brand right now. And how entrepreneurs would do that is to provide content that speaks about the struggles of their audience, their, their customers, and position themselves as an expert in that niche or in that industry they are in. For example, um, so one of, my, one of my clients that I worked for a long time, he is a pediatric neurologist, right? It's a very niche. He works with autism. Um, when I work with him, he doesn't have any, ex, you know, like any experience in online. He doesn't have any presence. He has his own clinic, although working, the, the clinic is working fantastic. Now the question is, how can he leverage 
his presence to reach new people or new parents that could, you know, that he could help with his specialty. So what we did is uh, we created his brand on Instagram and on Facebook and then created a private community around it. And I think since uh, for the past 12 or 16 months, you know, working with me, you know, we have consistent leads uh, of client coming to him and we, he had been featured to a lot of, you know, news, radios, and basically has built a community of moms where every week they just show up and, you know, supported him and recommend him to, to moms. Because like one of the things I love about working with him is because his uh, target audience are moms. And when, you know, when moms comes together, what do they do? Either it's online, offline. What they do is they talk about things, right? And they talk about like who treat my child or where do they hang out? They met this doctor and all that. So I think it's quite really important that when you're building a brand, it's not just about like how good or how great you are. It's also showing that authenticity and that personality of who you are aside from you, you know, as a, as a professional or as you as a business owner or some entrepreneur. So I think that's one way to really leverage and build your personal brand. That's a great idea. Now, I think in particular, I'm a big fan of building community. And you're right, especially if your market is moms, the, the community aspect is huge. But you also want to go back real quick because you mentioned something about sharing the struggles of your clients. And I think that's important for a lot of people to understand that when you tell a story uh, that will resonate with the um, someone out there who is your target market because they're going through the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. I, is that is that part of it? And is yes. yeah, okay. Tell us a little bit more about that. If someone wants to do that. All right. So so the. The, the first part is when you mentioned about struggle, the reason why we're, we're using struggle is because at the end of the day, you wanted to build a bridge between the struggle and the solution. Mm-hmm. And how it goes with the framework is that whenever time we, you know, we out content, um, some of the challenges here is that some entrepreneurs or people who create content online, especially the first time, they don't know what to say. They don't know what to post. And, you know, they think about online as a form of another distribution you know, platform where they say how great they are, like I've been featured in this, 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 blah, blah, blah. These are good for branding, but if you wanted to really create those conversations, you need to talk about the struggles that your customers or your your ideal client are struggling with because the reason is they have a struggle that they might already know or maybe they didn't know, but by you putting in front of them, they now get you are now getting their attention and now when they get your attention and it's relatable to what they're struggling with now you can talk about more into the second part which is your story right because at the end of the day we wanted to connect with our audience that's why it's really important to to have this uh, i call like story banks where you have a certain case study or like a form of story that you can draw out anytime and anywhere that you can like share to, to your audience so that when, when you got their attention and they resonated your story, now you have a better position to share what the solution is because there's no point about talking to struggle. Like, all right, so this is the, this is the problem. This is what I'm struggling with. This is my story. All right. But there's no solution. Right. So, so what's the point of telling the story? So I think this is one of the things that I would share is that never tell a story without a point 
and never tell a point without a story. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's good. So that's when you when you do a lot with storytelling, that's the main focus of it, right? Is understanding how and that you have to have these stories. Everybody has. If you've helped clients, you have a story, right? But yes. there's a there's a, a well, it's not really a trick, but there's a <laughs> a point <laughs> that you have to not just go on a long-winded story without having a solution. I've heard people do that. You have to, we have to know how you solved the problem. I really, I really like that a lot. Yes. And actually, that's one of the like basic framework that I teach my clients. Um, it's called storytelling secret success. That's why it's all S's because struggle, story, and then solution. It's very simple. Wow. And what it, what it does is just builds a bridge, you know, and makes your audience come from point A to point B with you on it because you have your story alongside with them. So, oh, that's really good. And are are there tips for how to? If people are kind of struggling with figuring that out, are there tips to draw out a personal story? Yes. Um, so basically, there are two parts. It's either first part is the one thing that they experience either the highs, the highs of the highs, like, you know, like a form of win mm -hmm. um, or the point of low. So if you think about because stories are like you mentioned there's a lot of stories but what what stories does matter to your audience right so that's why it's really important to check on the struggles and how maybe you overcome them that's the the highs or second part is maybe you are struggling with with your story and how you know you're basically telling them like where did it started how did it go from you know the struggle to the solution part and the, the what I mentioned by winning, it's either you tell your story, the win after the winning part, or you tell a form of like a case study, like I mentioned earlier, like one of my clients is a case study. So it's a win story where, you know, I showed the framework, how it worked from that client perspective. Um, and, you know, it's, it's basically just drawing out those bridging parts, you know, in, in terms of like the struggle and story. I hope that makes sense. It does. Yeah. I mean, we always want to bridge the gap for people, you know, and so I, I think the story is the best way to do that. So let's talk about your story, Daniel. All right. Awesome. Um, yeah. So have <laughs> you had a challenge in your life or a fear that you've had to overcome that mm -hmm. you if you look back on it now, you're like, oh my gosh, my life changed or I learned so much or something that you can share with us. Sure. Um, actually, one, one of the things that I've been struggling with, that's why I went into personal branding, was that I'm, I'm a really shy person. <laughs> I know it doesn't sound like in my voice <laughs> or on the video, um, but I think when, when I started in 2000, between 2018 and 19, I was having a hard time to, you know, wrap around because I was just thinking, all right. So I heard a lot of Garvener chalk of a lot of, you know, the speakers. And I feel like I can be one of these guys where I just provide value and put myself in front of people in, on a scale versus me putting my myself in front of a client versus a one-to-one, -one, right? So there's a one-to-many and a one-to-one. And then I was just like thinking, all right, so how can I put myself in front of these people? I'm a very shy person. So I think, all right, why don't I just start a podcast? Um, but what I did when it was just inside my head, it took me at least, I think, eight months or a year before it actually happened. Because <laughs> I have a lot of these questions like, 
who, who the heck will have will listen to my podcast you know who, who are the guests that i will approach or interview with um and my voice it, you know like right now it, it's okay it, you know it's tolerable but if you listen to my first episode you know i think i don't know what the bpm like you know the, the speed but it's very slow i sound sleepy and, <laughs> yeah so and i was like this one day i said all right so something has got to change and a wife were traveling back then it's our wedding anniversary so you know just we were experiencing these highs because we we just went on hiking in cappadocia and in turkey so i said all right i think it's about time to make this decision so i pulled up my phone i announced it on on, on social media i said all right i'm gonna i'm gonna you know uh, launch my podcast it's called the drive to succeed and the reason why it's the drive to succeed is because i wanted to make it happen <laughs> um and that is like my main drive right you know like um, it's not just about me saying, it's about me doing about it. Um, so what I did once I announced it, people are like intrigued, right? So what is it about podcast? What do you mean? In here in the UAE, podcasting is not as big as in the US or in the UK or other parts of the world. But when I announced it, like people are intrigued. So I have I think it was like three or four weeks to make it happen. So you know, I scramble on, on LinkedIn or Instagram to find for a new guest. And you know, I think by by the end of January 2019, I launched my first episode and it just started from there. I gained my confidence from using my voice as in, in this platform. And in transition, like people are noticing me, all right, so you're you're good in podcasts, you know what you're doing. Tell us more about it. How do you use it in the business? And then I've been invited to speak. And that speaking become a training, the training become an online course. So I, I think it's just about you know, learning to overcome those fear of what other people would say about you, learning about what would you say about yourself um, and basically just putting yourself in the fire and just go through it, you know. Uh, I love it. And somehow you managed to use my terminology in there too. That's <laughs> great. Awesome. You get brownie points for that one. But there's so many different elements of this that I want to point out. One is that you're human, like all of us, myself included, mm -hmm. we have those voices, right? Mm -hmm. And so we have to figure out how how to dance with them, <laughs> how to not listen <laughs> to the ones that are, are you know, questioning you. So I'm going mm -hmm. to come back to ask you if you have one tip for that, because I think that's a big one that everyone at some point in their lives have, have faced. The other one is you created instant accountability for yourself when you announced that you were doing the podcast before you were ready. That is a pure yeah. entrepreneurial thing to do. Uh, any of us who are entrepreneurs know exactly why you did it because you're held accountable now. You've told other people that you're going to do it. And that's why coaching and courses and things like that work so well is because of the accountability. You know, you, you tell somebody that you're going to do something and it increases your chances of of actually doing it right. It's like when you decide you want to go to the gym, it's better if you go to the gym with someone because you're accountable to them. Um, so that was great. And then you followed through, you know, you have this drive to succeed and you had an idea, but then you took action. Do you know how, peop how many people have these great ideas, but they're not actioning them? I love that. So a lot of good stuff in your story. So now I'm going to go back. I, I gave you enough time, I think, to come up with yeah. your tip for people on how uh -huh. they might overcome the voices. 
Mm-hmm. Sure. So, so basically, I think I just you know speak based from my experience, right? So, number one, I would say is that always get in the habit of when you said something, you got to deliver it. Because one of the things that most people doesn't follow through is that they take their word lightly. And this is one of my, what would I say? Like, I I always feel annoyed when I meet someone, they said something and they didn't follow through. So I think, you know, it just becomes a habit for me. Like if I, I, when I say something, I got to make it happen. So I think for, for people, um, it might not be like, what do you call this? It might not like be a, you know, like a natural thing for them. But when you said something, you just make sure that before you, you because there's power in words, right? I think as a speaker yourself, you believe that there's power in words. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you said something is that you got to deliver. Secondly, is that when you do it, you, your mind or whatever voice you're hearing is actually become more less because you are more focused on the doing versus the thinking. Mm. And when you start doing, it builds momentum. There's one analogy that I always use. It's like when you're learning to cycle or to, to ride a bike, right? At first, you got to stumble left and right. You're going to some bruises here and there. But the moment you put your left foot, right foot forward, left foot, right foot forward, you build this momentum. And then when you look back, all right, wow, I'm on a roll right now. <laughs> and, you know, look like, like looking back, you know, you don't know how far you've gone. But because you took that one left foot and one right foot forward, just doing, you know, the thinking becomes less. And the more you're doing, the more you become a master at it, right? Um, I think one quote that I really love about is that every master was once a disaster. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Who said that? (laughs) I I wish I I, I could come up with that, but, you know. That's awesome. Every master (laughs) wants a disaster. Oh, that's awesome. So if you just put yourself out there and you got to suffer the consequences, you're going to learn because the more you do it, the more you become great at it, the more you become great at it, the more you become a master at it. So I think there's just two, two things. Um, and third thing, just go back to number one. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. These are, these are excellent tips and so, so valuable for people. Now, if anyone is interested in finding you and learning more about you and your services, can you share how they can get a hold of you, your website or anything else that you'd like them to know about you? Sure, absolutely. So they can find me on LinkedIn, which is Daniel Francisco, or on Instagram, Daniel Francisco underscore Francisco underscore. And then I actually have uh, like a free online course on storytelling right now. Uh, they can go to the website, the drive to succeed.com forward slash storytelling. So the website, the drive to succeed.com forward slash storytelling. Just click on there and, you know, there's a lot of content I put on the website as well. They can download guides, they can watch this, the course and all of that. Um, and if they want to really ask me a question, they can just send me a voice note on LinkedIn or Instagram and, and I'd be happy to, you know, um, respond to them. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. We'll make sure to put the the link for that um, storytelling and the resources, your website on the show notes, because I think a lot of people are going to want to take advantage of that. Now, I am also an outdoor enthusiast. So where is, I don't know, the most fascinating, interesting place that you've hiked or that you've traveled to that that 
just made a huge impact on you? I think there is one town in in Austria. Um, I forget what the name is. Halstead, right? So I don't know if you've been there. So basically, it's when we went. Um, it's one of like the most coziest town in Europe, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's like there's a lake and there's the like an old town, and then you can hike up to the top of the mountain where there's there's the term called five fingers because it's like an observatory and you you see the alps and you can almost see switzerland just just you know just hiking on the top um, either you go um i think that's one of the beautiful places on earth I, I would say because just based on my experience it was raining and then it stopped raining it becomes sunny and, and i can just imagine in how does it look like if it go beyond like snow and all that, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, oh, that yeah, I think that's lovely. Thank you. I always like to collect places and then go <laughs> visit them. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, coming to the, the close of our show. So do you have any final words of wisdom for people? Anything that you want to make sure that you leave them with? Sure. Absolutely. So I would suggest is that, whatever people are or whatever you're going through right now um either you're having an imposter syndrome or you think that would someone listen to my story would someone you know consume my content i would just say is that just start now and don't think about perfectionism and because like i, like I mentioned every master was once a disaster so if if you put yourself through the fire i think you're gonna come out victorious and that becomes a habit. And once it becomes a habit, it's just like another muscle that you build up over time. And sooner or later, people will discover you. And it's impossible for not people to notice you if you're always showing up online and sharing your story and providing those, those solutions to the struggles of your customers or audience. So. Wow. Okay. You gave us a lot of words of wisdom there. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you out there who are furiously taking notes right now, you can listen to this again and again, and be sure to share it with a friend. Let us know, leave us a review. Daniel, I've really enjoyed this time with you. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Heather. Thank you so much for this opportunity and for your audience.